We've been looking at the concept of a covenant, especially the covenants that God has made with uh, men and women in the Bible. And so if you have your Bible, uh, turn to 2 Samuel chapter 12, uh, chapter 7, 2 Samuel chapter 7. And there's a section here that goes from verses 12 to 23. Obviously, we couldn't get all that on the screen, but uh, our key passage is verse uh, 14 and 15. Can you pull up verse 14 and 15? 2 Samuel uh, chapter 7, and God is making a covenant with King David. The background here is that David has become the king of all 12 tribes of Israel. And he wants, the first thing he wants to do is to build a beautiful temple to worship God. And God sends Nathan the prophet to David and in verse 11 of this chapter God says well appreciate the thought but actually I never asked you to build me a temple, a house but rather I am going to build you a house what God means by that is, David, I'm going to build you a household, a dynasty. You will have a line of descendants which will comprise a kingdom. And the throne of David will last forever. That's basically the, the promise of God. Let's start in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And let me read beginning in verse 12. When the days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, speaking to David, I will raise up your offspring after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I'll be to him a father. He will be to me a son. In other words, God will adopt him as his own son. If he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men. That is, he will use men to spank him. People are paddles in God's hand. And he says, I will discipline him with the stripes of the sons of men. But verse 15, my steadfast love, my hesed is the Hebrew word will not depart from him as I took it from Saul. Saul, if you remember, was the first king of Israel. Saul got in trouble with his idolatry and murder. And, and finally, he went into battle. He prayed to God for help, but God 
did not answer. So God removed his mercy and protection from Saul, and Saul died in the battle. What God is saying here to David is, I will give you a line of descendants, a Davidic line, and this, in this line, there will always be my protection and presence. And your throne, he says, will be forever. Verse 16, your house and kingdom will be made sure forever before me and your throne established forever. So this is, with, in my mind at least, one of the most amazing promises. It's actually called a covenant in Psalm 89, the Davidic covenant. And we know that the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, was a conditional covenant. Exodus 19, he says, if you will obey my commandments, the, the Ten Commandments, if you will obey, then you will be to me a kingdom of priests, and you will be a special people to me. But they didn't obey. And so they were exiled from the land. Here, God is coming to David and saying, you are going to be a people. You're going to have mercy. And I'm never going to remove my presence and protection throughout eternity. It's your kingdom and your throne will be forever. And so in the line of David, you have Solomon, you have Rehoboam, you have Hezekiah, and ultimately up into the New Testament in Jesus Christ. Jesus is on the line of David. And those who come to Christ are joined in a new covenant to Jesus Christ are one with him. You know, when you uh, enter a covenant, you're one with that person. 1 Corinthians 6.17 He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So you're one with the Lord, which puts you then in the line of David. Now ponder that. When you come to Christ into, and you enter a covenant with Jesus Christ, you enter the New Testament or New Covenant, you are one with Christ who is of the line of David, thus putting you in the Davidic household. He said, I will make you a house, and it will be forever. And whether Jew or Gentile, he that is joined to the Lord is one person with the Lord. He is one just like in a marriage. You're joined together by covenant. Now, the key here is in this word hesed. In verse 15, he says, You made your descendants, this line that's going to come from you, David. He says, I may have to discipline them. Nonetheless, verse 15, my hesed, my English Standard Version here has steadfast love. 
I don't know uh, what your version has, uh, but uh, King James Version often translates it as mercy, sure mercies of David. The International has unfailing love. But it's one Hebrew word, verse 15, it's my steadfast love or my unfailing love or my mercy, my hesed will not depart from you as I took it from Saul. This is a unilateral, that is one-sided, unconditional commitment from God to a person or a people, whereby he brings all his resources, sends all his angels, and exercises his divine strength to save you, rescue you, even from death itself. Mm. Now let me talk about this word hesed for just a minute. Uh, I'm sure you uh, do not uh, read Hebrew, and really, nor do I. But we can sometimes get a glimpse of this original language of the Old Testament. We have a translation into English, but original is Hebrew. This Hebrew word hesed, H-E-S-E-D, is used to describe when God just is, he does the same thing all the time. He doesn't change based on anything else. Psalm 33, 5 says, the earth is full of the hesed of the Lord. What does that mean? Well, let's say that Last night, you got drunk and, and uh, kicked the cat. Uh, so you wake up this morning, and guess what? The sun is shining. The skies are blue. The day is beautiful. But let's say you didn't get drunk and kicked the cat. Maybe you just had a prayer time, read your Bible, and went to bed. Guess what? You get up the next morning, the sun is shining. In other words, God is consistently good, not based on you. See? So, Psalm 33, 5, the earth is full of the hesed of the Lord. Everywhere you turn, it's, it's summertime, but guess what? It's going to be autumn, and it's going to then be winter, but it's going to be spring again and summer again. God keeps the seasons of the earth. Just look at it. The, the, the birds, the geese are going to fly south again, but they're going to come back again. The earth is full of the hesed of God. Matthew 5.45, the sun rises on the evil and the good, and it rains, brings a harvest on the just and the unjust. So that's where we get Lamentations 3 that I read earlier. It is of the Lord's mercies, the hesed is the Hebrew word, that we are not consumed. His compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Praise God for a God who doesn't change just because we do. So let's just give you now three wonderful blessings. When you come to Christ, you're in the line of David, and God has promised these three big blessings.
blessings to the line of David. So let's, let's just put them out there for you real quick. One, if God is with you, nothing else matters. He calls this his mercy. The King James Version calls it his mercy. Here he calls it his steadfast love. If, if you have that, that overwhelms everything else. Here's an example. Remember the story of Joseph. Joseph was one of the 12 sons of Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Joseph was one of his sons. His older siblings were jealous and sold him into Midianite slavery, put him in a pit. They were going to abandon him there. Then they saw a Midianite caravan, so they picked, got him up, sold him as a slave. Now, when you are a slave in the Bible, especially Old Testament, uh, you were stripped totally naked because if somebody's going to buy a slave, they have to look at them bodily, make sure they don't have diseases, make sure that they uh, don't have some kind of deformity. So a slave was totally naked, and they sold him as a slave to the Midianites who took him down into Egypt, and in Egypt he was bought by an Egyptian despot, and there he served in his household. uh, Joseph literally went to Egypt without the shirt on his back, You talk about having nothing. But you know what he did have? He had God's mercy, God's hesed. Listen to this verse. Genesis 39, 21. The Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love. That is, hesed is the Hebrew word. He showed him hesed and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. He was accused falsely, put in prison, but when, but, but because the Lord was with him, and he had hesed, Joseph ultimately became the ruler of Egypt and rescued his own household from famine. When, when God is with you, nothing else matters. Every enemy will be defeated. Every problem will be solved. Every difficult complicated issue will be fixed because of the great mercies of God. So the first thing you get is this mercy that is just persistent and 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 where sin abounds, this grace and mercy much more abound. Here's a second thing that you get. You get security. This is a powerful argument for the security of the of the believer. Let's go back and read this again. Verse 14. God's going to have a household through David. I'll be to him a father. He will be to me a son. In other words, he will adopt you as his own children, his own household. And when he commits iniquity, I'll discipline him. But verse 15, my steadfast love, my hesed will not depart from him as I took it from Saul. God's hesed can be removed, but not in the line of David. And when you come to Christ, you're joined to the Lord as one spirit. You are in the line of David. When you're in covenant with Christ, 
So I am telling you today, no matter how you feel about it, God holds you. He's committed to you. It is unconditional. He says, I will be to him a father. He will be to me a son. Galatians 4, 5 adds to that. Christ came to redeem those under the law that we might be adopted as sons. What an amazing thing. Here's a third point. God gives us mercy. God gives us security. But number three, God gives us identity. He gives us a royalty. Now think about this. David held the largest territory of any king in the Old Testament. David never lost a single battle. David is called by God the highest of all the kings in the earth. And I got a couple of references here from Psalm 89. Verse 20, here's what God says about David. I found David my servant with my holy oil. I anointed him so my hand will be established with him. My arm will strengthen him. The enemy will not outsmart him. The wicked will not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my hesed, steadfast love, will be with him. Psalm 89, continuing, verse 26 to 29. And he will cry out to me, You are my Father and my God, the rock of my salvation. That's what God says David would say to him. What will God say back? Verse 27. And I'll make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. Who's the greatest of all the kings? Not Solomon, but David. And Psalm 89 continuing. And my hesed, my steadfast love, I will keep with him forever. And my covenant will stand firm. What an amazing passage. And I will establish his offspring, his household, his dynasty forever. When we Again, when we come to Christ, we are in that dynasty. We are in that line. This is why when you open the New Testament the first thing that you begin to read is a genealogy. And you wonder, why, why is this here? Because it's important you know who you are. Jesus is of the line of David. The first thing you read in the New Testament, in the first chapter of Matthew, is Jesus, the genealogy of Jesus, who is of the line of David. That's the first thing you read. You know why? Because the most important thing that can be said about you is that you are in the line in which God will never, ever forsake you, leave you, even when you die. That's the most important thing that can be said about you, is that God is in your life and he will always be in your life. And when you die, he will take you to heaven. And when you die, your body may be there for a while, but at the second coming, he will raise you up and give you eternal life with him. I mean, if you, so if you have that, if you have this mercy, if you have this security, if you have this royalty, you are royal blue bloods. 
So he says in Revelation 5.10, God has made us kings and priests and we will reign on the earth. If you go on Ancestry.com, have you ever heard of this? Uh, they Sometimes they advertise on TV. Somebody will come on and they'll say, you know what, I thought I was European, but instead I'm Hispanic. Or I thought that I was German, but instead I'm an Indian. And I'm amazed. It's not all so amazing. One, one man thought, uh, found out he was from Benjamin Franklin, descended from Benjamin Franklin. A lady discovered, though, that her forefathers were murderers and pillagers from Ireland. These ancestries are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I found out, for example, not on Ancestry.com, but through some family members telling me that my grandfather on my father's side was a rich man from West Virginia. I was just telling Fred, who's from West Virginia, that my grandfather on my father's side, or my father... Uh, grandfather on my father's side was from West Virginia, a rich man named Kay Wood, who had my father out of wedlock and had him in his home for a while, but didn't want him. He was about eight or nine years old and took him down to the railroad tracks, pinned a dollar bill to his shirt pocket and left him there and went off. Abandoned my eight or nine year old father. I, I guess the dollar was, you know, for financial needs for the future. I don't know. I don't know what to do. But he, the, uh, but he was a rich man. So my sister's one actually told us. And I said, huh, how rich was he? <laughs> uh, but uh, he died, so I guess uh, I won't be getting any of that money. He might pin a dollar to my shirt pocket. And I told Bud, I said, don't worry. I, when, I, when I leave you, I'm going to put a $5 bill on your shirt pocket. So don't worry. Now, go down in 2 Samuel 7 let's read just a little more and then I'll close when King David heard this 2 Samuel 7 verse 18 you know what he did he went in verse 18 says and he sat before the Lord went into the tabernacle and he sat before the Lord and he said who am I O Lord and what is my house that you have brought me this far? But, this is English Standard Version. He says, and yet this is a small thing in your eyes. You have spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. In other words, who am I? You've, you've brought me as a little shepherd boy out of my poverty and made me the king of all Israel, the highest of the kings of the land. And yet, who am I? to have such a glorious future. This is such a small thing compared to what you're now telling me I'm going to have. 
So he says, who am I, Lord, and what is my household that you would do this? And then he, he says um, in verse 19, this was a small thing in your eyes, O Lord, that you have spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. And this is instruction, Hebrew word Torah, the Old Testament word for the law, for the Old Covenant, Torah. This is the Torah for mankind, all humanity. You see, the Old Testament law, the Mosaic law, was for Israel. But here is a new law, a new Torah, for all humanity. You can come to this. You can get in on this. Mercy, security, and royalty. This is a new Torah, a new covenant that God is giving to David. Different from the Old Testament. Different from the Old Covenant through Moses. And it's for all Adam's race. Literally, it's all of Adam. Everybody who descended from Adam. You can come to this. It's for you. Do we have Isaiah 55? Look at this passage. Can you give me Isaiah 55? That works. Now listen to this. This is a most amazing verse. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. I mean, you don't have to, you say, how do I buy this? Come buy wine and milk without money, without price. Why do you spend money? For that which is not bread, it won't actually end up nourishing you. And labor for that which is not satisfied. Incline your ear. Come to me, God says. Hear that your soul may live. And I will make an everlasting covenant. It will never cease. Even the sure mercies or hesed of David. If we did what we ought to do right now, we'd all get up and just do cartwheels all the way through this auditorium. We'd just be shouting and jumping and stomping and hugging and crying. But I understand. I'd probably be saying, hey, y'all sit down, sit down, sit down. But do you get what I'm saying? It is for us to come and get in on the mercy, security, and royalty that comes with David. You know what the Bible says a man really wants? Now, you ladies, you should take notes on this. What does a man really want? And the Bible tells us. Proverbs 19.22 What a man wants is hesed, loyalty, faithfulness. That's what a man really wants. Over the life of a marriage, you know what a man really wants? He just wants his wife, most of all, deep down, be loyal, be faithful. Well, most of life will show you that there's not much faithfulness in life. But you know where you can find it? You can 
find it in the new covenant through Jesus Christ. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, even the sure, the Hasidic mercies of David. God is still building David's dynasty. The household is expanding. We just baptized 13 people a couple of three weeks ago. The household of David is growing. Are you in it? Have you entered the new covenant with Jesus Christ? And if you are in it, if you are in the Davidic dynasty, you are in the household of David, you do have the everlasting covenant, you have entered by faith through Jesus Christ, well, let me ask you this. Are you thinking about it? Is it in front of you whenever you have a problem? Or does the problem get in front of you? Listen, this, this is the way David handled life. Psalm 26, 3. Your hesed is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. Not my faithfulness. I'm depending on your faithfulness. What a wonderful God. What a wonderful message of the gospel in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad you're here today to hear this sermon. This, I, I was just thinking this morning, this one of the most beautiful messages that I have ever obtained from the Holy Scripture. I don't say it because I think it, that I preached it good. I just think it's an awesome message. And I'm glad you're here today.